don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, it was another down day for our market today, now making three days in a row of losses. The Dow finished uh, really flat on the day, up slightly, but really, it's been each day better than the last. Monday was a rough down day, rough internals there as well. Yesterday, a little bit better, still lower, and today, keep creeping towards the plus side here. A little bit better internals as well. And as I mentioned, the Dow was actually able to finish flat on the day, but not negative at least. And the good news on the day today that was different from the past two sessions is that one, the dollar finished lower after two days of gains. Good to see it continuing lower. Really, if we're going to see a new bull market in stocks, which we fully believe here, that will not happen unless the dollar continues to head lower, which remains our view here completely. And then next, also lower today, was the 10-year yield, down almost 3%, back down to a 3.4 here. And if I'm not mistaken, that is a new low for the 10-year yield going back to September. Now, the the 10-year has not been at a 3.4 since September of this year, so good to see Yields continue to head lower. If you've been listening with us here, you know that that has been our view for some time as well. Really starting a new downtrend here from the 10-year. It was down yesterday as well. Good to see that continuing here today. Uh, Just adds more to the view that Jay Powell and the Fed will use this opportunity to ease off on the rate hike cycle. We're closer to the end of this cycle than we are to the beginning. Overall, what we've seen this week, in our view, has been the pause that refreshes here. Our markets have come a long way from the October 13th lows. And while we weren't necessarily at extreme overbought on steroids levels here, where you would typically see a reversal, We had, like I said, we'd come so far. The Dow had rallied over 20% from those October 13th lows. And our favorite group, the semiconductors, were up over 37% from the October 13th lows. No matter how you look at it, no matter which way you slice this, that's a massive rally in a short period of time. So, you know, a little bit of a pause here is no concern for us. And the fact is that Coming into the week, this had been the best fourth quarter gain for our markets since 1999. So all the fear out there right now, all of the bearish talk that we're seeing, I mean, we love to see it as contrarians because it has been such a good run and a pause here does not change our view at all that we've entered a new bull market. Remember, we're entering the most bullish period of the year for stocks. Now, a little bit of concern here is justified given that we're now one week away from the next FOMC meeting where we'll get, again, the money, the money printing rock star himself, Jay Powell, speaking next Wednesday. Uh, 
as we see it, we don't think that Jay Powell wants to have a repeat of December 2018 where he sank the market by raising rates into one of the most illiquid times of the year for the market. After about the first week of December, liquidity just plummets. It's a terrible time for major policy changes like that. Um, and as you know, if you've been tuning in this year, usually when Jay Powell talks, the market plummets. So again, a little concern is justified. I, I get it, right? But we think that's going to be dead wrong here. We continue to look for a move higher. And in fact, Jay Powell has had a much better record as of late when he's speaking. So let's see if he can continue that better record. We know that he probably wants to see it. Uh, and he's already getting cover. We covered this with our VRA members this morning. The CEOs of big banks this week, both Jamie Dimon, the CEO of JP Morgan Chase, and the CEO of Goldman Sachs were out talking up these fears of a recession, saying they see it as extremely likely that we'll enter a recession in 2023. That's exactly the kind of cover that Jay Powell needs in order to justify this Fed pivot theme here. And while the Fed will continue to rate to raise rates on albeit at a slower pace, you know, we're done with the 75 basis point hikes. We're looking at a 50 basis point hike in December, and we think that that will continue as well. We would not be at all surprised to hear him say exactly what Jamie Dimon and the CEO of Goldman Sachs were saying that the economy is clearly slowing and that, hey, we've done our job. Uh, we can get back to a bit of normalcy here and therefore we can end this rate hike cycle sooner than we expected. Keep in mind, if you've been tuning into my podcast here, you know that this interest rate cycle has nothing, nothing at all. Okay, I'll say very little right, uh, to do with inflation cooling here. It's all about money supply and the money printing stopped over 12 months ago now. This is when inflation comes down. But Jay Powell and the Fed, of course, gotta get their credit in there. Uh, so they'll take credit for the slowing of the economy, slowing of inflation through their interest rate um, policies here. I mean, nothing could be further from the truth. Don't listen to any of that. It's all about money supply. That's the only factor that matters when it comes to talking about inflation. So if Jay Powell comes in with anything close to that next week, again, he speaks one week from today. If, if he comes in with anything near what I just said, this market will scream higher into year end. Santa Claus rally will come early. That's typically the last five days of the year and the first two of the following year. We'll get a rally ahead of that. And then uh, heading into the new year, and again, one of the most bullish times to be in the market, we're looking at a massive rally here. And really this pullback, again, the, to the point of the pause that refreshes, our markets will have pulled back, they already have, into next Wednesday's meeting. Means that we'll be nowhere near overbought territory, giving our markets plenty of room to run into year end. So, you know, this is the time, or at least we're getting close to the time, to be looking at adding two positions here. Uh, certainly, 
And if you're not in the market yet, getting closer to a buy point leading up to next Wednesday's meeting, unless something materially changes, we don't see that happening. That as of right now is the plan. And to add some stats to this conversation here, Bank of America was out with an interesting stat this week. Back to this rate hike cycle conversation. Check this out. They went back and looked at the last 13 Fed hiking cycles. Going back to 1954, when the Fed stops hiking rates, stocks rise an average of 14% over the next 12 months. And now, of course, you can say, oh, well, the economy is continuing to slow. It's likely going to continue slowing into 2023. The stock market is not the economy. The stock market is a forward-looking mechanism. So, yes, we can continue to get poor economic data, maybe slightly better inflation data, and this market can continue to soar. Again, the stock market is not the economy. And then one stat that you're probably getting a little tired of hearing of, but also goes back to 1950, is our favorite statistic recently. An incredible reason to be bullish right now. We're coming out of a midterm year, Post-midterm election years have been higher 100% of the time going back to 1950. A perfect 18 for 18 with an average gain of 32%. Those two stats alone leave us with no other choice here but to be bullish as we head into 2023. Coming off of a rough 2022 for stocks, the markets love to bounce back the year after that. So, for all of these reasons here, we remain extremely bullish, excuse me, going forward, and we do believe that from the October 13th lows, we've now entered into a new bull market. And the fact that so many in the financial mainstream media are bearish right now, uh, we as contrarians, we love that. And, and most likely, the same people like Jamie Dimon, uh, David Solomon, the others, all out there trying to talk down this market, they're very likely buying here. Uh, we won't find that out till later. It only adds to our conviction that usually when they're telling you to sell, they're buying, and usually when they're tell you, telling you to buy, they are selling. That is the game that is played. It sounds so obvious when you hear it from the outside, but when you actually have to put your money where your mouth is, it's much easier said than done to act on that kind of information. When everything looks like the world is falling down, falling down around you, it's the hardest time to buy, but it's exactly the right time to be doing so. Uh, so with that said, let's take a look at our market action on the day today. Again, our markets tried to rally into the close today. We finished off the lows, certainly. Uh, again, the Dow was it was more positive probably 30 minutes before the close dipped briefly back into negative territory finished up one point on the day so really flat at 33,597 next up here the S&P 500 down just under two tenths of one percent to 3,933 next up here the small caps Russell 2000 down just over three tenths of one percent to 1,806. And lastly, the NASDAQ down just over half a percent to 10,958. Looking at our internals on the day today, at midday today, we at least had one positive advancing stocks were beating out declining stocks on the NYSE. 
every other category was negative and we ended up finishing negative across the board here. But again, what we've seen this week was the worst numbers on Monday, slightly better on Tuesday, slightly better on Wednesday. So we'll take it. And again, alleviating any fear of being overbought going into next week's FOMC meeting, I, I see this as a great buying opportunity. Maybe not today. Uh, you know, we'll continue to watch how this market plays out and maybe see what Jay Powell says. Uh, but we're getting really close to a great buying opportunity here. Uh, but for the internals today, we finished negative across the board, declining stocks, beating out advancing stocks for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ, 52-week highs and lows, also negative here, just under 3 to 1 negative for the NYSE, roughly just under 5 to 1 negative for the NASDAQ. But those are lagging indicators, right? Of course, with how badly the market, and especially tech, has been beaten up, that's about what you would expect. Again, these are lagging numbers here. Um, a lot like the Federal Reserve looking at previous month's data, you know, looking at CPI, which was the previous quarter, looking at employment from the previous month. I mean, these aren't leading economic indicators here. And then lastly, volume, which is on, on par with what we're looking at on the day, came in negative as well. Again, much better than Monday where we saw that 92% downside volume day for the NYSE. Better today and also better from the NASDAQ, but still negative on the day. Looking at our sectors on the day today, we finished with three out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher. Those were healthcare, consumer staples, and real estate. And on the real estate note, I'll also point out the HGX, the housing index, so a little different from real estate, but HGX is now back above its 200-day moving average as well. It's been there uh, really for quite some time, holding up nicely above its 200-day, really very close to it. But uh, good to see it's been there for almost a month now. So good to see. Um, our lagging, lagging sectors on the day-to-day -day were communication services, technology, consumer discretionary, and utilities. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch. Uh, gold now higher on the day by 9 tenths of 1% to $1,798 an ounce. I'll also point out that GDX, the gold mining ETF, had a strong day today up nearly 2% here. That's exactly what you want to see from this group is the mining stocks outperforming the base metal GDX, also right at its 200-day moving average. Silver, up big on the day, nearly 2.5% to $22.88 an ounce. Copper, up just about three quarters of 1% to $3.84 a pound. And lastly, oil, Getting hit again today, down 2.37% now to $72.50 a barrel and almost a 52-week low here from oil. Uh, the last time it was trading at $72 a barrel was December 27th of last year. So just, you know, a few trading sessions away from its 52-week low here, um, you know, as far as the inflation argument goes. Not bad to see. Finally for today, Bitcoin also down on the day, now down 1% to 16,820 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at vrainsider.com. Again, that's vrainsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top and we'd love to have you with us. 
Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.